welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 8 of Spy Family. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So it seems like we've returned somewhat to the status quo of Anya attending classes and doing all that. However, uh, based on the writing on the chalkboard, it seems she is confidently incorrect about what the answer to the math question is. Yeah, I think she should be getting one-sixth, so I'm not sure how she came to three-thirds, but... Naturally, this lack of understanding in mathematics kind of puts a damper on the whole thing. Especially considering that Twilight's handler seems to have some pretty lofty expectations for her getting eight Stella stars. To make matters worse, it seems like an informant at City Hall has been compromised. So the... I guess the counterintelligence is stepping up their game here to combat whatever Twilight and his cohorts are up to. I don't recall if this guy in particular has showed up before, but this is the office where your works, allegedly. So... You know, I think it's very interesting that she was worried about all this business, and so she got a cover, and then one of her co-workers got busted for being a spy. So maybe Yor doesn't have quite as much to worry about being merely an assassin rather than a spy, but I'd imagine the secret police wouldn't be too happy about her contract killings either, were they to find out. So, of course, uh, the plot continues to wrinkle a bit more. You know, your 
I guess, lost track of her lies and has forgotten to tell her brother Yuri about being married. Of course, she wasn't married, but... <laughs> uh, th this is what I love when one lie compounds and snowballs and becomes an even bigger bundle of lies that eventually collapses underneath its own weight. Oh, and there we go, you know. They sort of uh, imply that Yuri really likes his sister in kind of a creepy way. So just to set the stakes a little bit higher, we have a nifty little interrogation scene here with the guy from City Hall. It looks like he's already been beaten pretty... Pretty decently before being hauled in this dark room here. So needless to say, this is the sort of thing that Twilight would have to worry about were he ever caught. And worse yet, uh, yours brother is one of them. Second lieutenant, as it were, which I'd imagine is, uh, not exactly super high up on the chain of command, but, uh, he's above the grunts, at the very least, so he's probably not the one kicking indoors, but he's telling other people to go kick indoors. So it seems like, based on what these guys are saying, that nobody really thinks particularly high of Yuri, at least initially. Like, they say he knows how to do his job, but he doesn't really give any indication. True to form, he seems to be more interested in talking about his sister than actually interrogating the guy. You know, there's a nice little dramatic irony there. You know, he wants to get this torturing over with so he can go celebrate his sister's marriage, and he doesn't want to stay late. So Yuri almost seems like a bit of a loose cannon here. You know, he was apparently sitting on evidence that he didn't submit, and pretty definitive evidence that this guy was up to no good, and... He says he just forgot, but, you know, how much can you really trust an officer of the secret police, really? You know, it, it's mighty convenient that today he has plans after work, so he just sort of submits this stuff right now. So this is where things get a bit serious, you know, if you were under the impression that Yuri was purely a silly character... That is not the case. He is deadly serious about catching spies. Twilight in particular, considering he's been a pretty big thorn in the side of the secret police for a long time. So this guy really doesn't seem to know very much of anything. He was just sort of, uh, a careless guy who got caught up in all the spy business. He was motivated by greed rather than politics.
So I find it kind of interesting here that Yuri is also talking about how he doesn't want his sister to know all the kind of dirty work he does. Especially because that's yours whole modus operandi, you know. She hid the fact that she does assassination work from Yuri because she wants him to grow up to have a normal life. And now Yuri wants to take care of her, presumably by doing all this shady stuff. And not cluing her in that, you know, he's a knee-breaker for the secret police. So I'm noticing a bit of a pattern here in that the Bond Band cartoon sort of seems to shadow what else is going on in the plot. It's just like a little funny thing. And if that weren't enough, Anya is sort of using Bond Band as a way to better understand how fractions work. You know, I remember being like, I don't know, seven or eight or maybe even like six and fractions were kind of a pain at first, but I don't think I ever learned them by doing something like what Anya is now. You know, considering the amount of bullets left in a magazine as a means of learning fractions. But of course, Anya's mathematics woes are small potatoes compared to Yuri coming over. Especially because they don't particularly behave like a real couple. So unfortunately, it seems that Yuri's work has in fact kept him late. Way past Anya's bedtime, but she wants to stay up and meet her uncle anyways. So once again, we get a little subtle indication here that Yuri really can't help himself. You know, he seems to have bought, like, what, ten dozen roses there or something? And he's bringing them for what is essentially a housewarming party? You know, I think that's going overboard a little bit. Bordering on obsessive. And speaking of obsessive, he's already cooking up Strange ideas as to why this bizarre situation has happened in the first place. None of which even touch on the reality of the situation. You know, naturally he assumes yours husband is some kind of villainous person who's keeping her locked away and that's why she didn't tell him for a year. So naturally, everybody's going into this encounter with some sort of secret goal or ulterior motive, you know. Lloyd and Yor just want to make it through without arousing anyone's suspicions, but Yuri wants to ascertain exactly what kind of a guy Lloyd is. Little does he realize Lloyd is also a spy, much less the spy he's after. You know, in a lot of ways, it's the perfect development that yours brother would happen to be an agent of the secret police. You know, it makes them natural antagonists on multiple levels, even if they aren't all aware of it.
So things already begin. You know, Lloyd is trying to be hospitable and Yuri is kind of turning him down out of, I guess, pettiness more than anything else. Things already begin, you know, both Yuri and Yor are thinking along the same lines of, I need to act like a normal sibling for the benefit of my sibling. You know, I think it runs in the family. It must if they're both this kind of obsessive maniac. So interestingly, Lloyd had previously suggested to Yor that they just tell Yuri that being a single woman is suspicious in this day and age. But Yor seems to know that if Yuri were to find out that she married someone she didn't love, Yuri would go ballistic. So she kind of couches it in those terms. We don't know exactly what he would do, but considering how he already behaves, we can only assume it's something not good. You know, he might even invoke his powers as an officer of the secret police to call an investigation or something. You know, he would definitely go way off the reservation here. So just like that, you know, yours starts lying and lying badly. You know, I just forgot. And then she forgot that she had forgotten to tell him. I don't know if that sound effect was just for show or if Lloyd was actually dropping plates or something, but... Oh, man, she is not a good liar. Of course, that only adds to the comedy, really. So even Lloyd's hospitality of bringing hors d'oeuvres really only rubs Yuri the wrong way because he's interrupting his time with his sister. You know, even if the food is good, it only makes him angrier. You know, as if Lloyd were trying to cook in an attempt to win Yuri over. So Yuri also came prepared. He brought wine in an attempt to get Lloyd drunk and sort of weasel out what's going on. Lloyd surreptitiously tells Yor, you know, no wine for you. You know, she gets a little violent when she drinks, as we all know. Unfortunately, I believe it was already established that Lloyd has a pretty high tolerance for alcohol, so, you know, it's not really going to work out for Yuri. But interestingly, Yuri really just starts needling him with questions about how they were dating, and... Lloyd sort of thinks to himself, you know, it's like I'm being questioned by an officer. You know, little does he realize, but, you know, Yuri really can't keep himself in check.
Yeah, I feel like the only thing that could make this entire situation better is if Lloyd were intentionally teasing him a little bit by playing up how good a person he is. So this is where things get really interesting. Lloyd starts to bring up Yuri's supposed work as a diplomat. Or at least that's the cover story he tells, you know. He talks a bit about how he travels and all that. And that's kind of an allusion to another fictional country based off a real country in the way that Spy Family does. So interestingly, Lloyd has uh, touched off something interesting. He knows the exact story that Yuri is going to tell about the wine. So this sort of proves that as good of a secret police agent as Yuri is, Lloyd is a better spy. You know, he knows that this story is from essentially a spy manual in order to fabricate a cover story. And more to the point, he knows that the template is out of date. You know, the details about the chef who made the stew and the price of the wine are out of date due to the old guy retiring and his son taking over, and a poor grape harvest making the wine more expensive. So this sort of alerts Lloyd to the fact that Yuri is, in all likelihood an agent of the secret police, and at the same time, someone to really watch out for, but also someone he could potentially glean information from if he phrases it in the right way. You know, if he sort of continues to play up the idea of just being a psychologist married to your, he could potentially get little bits of information if you know, Yuri opens his big mouth and speaks a little too loosely about his job. So Yuri sort of, uh, I guess, describes why he loves Yor so much. You know, she worked her part-time job and all that to save up money to buy him materials for school. You know, even presumably when she was a teenager, she would show up covered in blood, you know, presumably someone else's, but she bought that encyclopedia he wanted, so in the end it was all worth it. I find it very interesting that she would just, I guess, walk home covered in someone else's blood and viscera. You know, that's not suspicious at all, is it? Especially if it's habitual. You know, I would assume people would figure out she's not working at an abattoir or anything, so she shouldn't be covered in blood frequently. 
And even then, you'd think you'd take the time to clean yourself off. You know. Now, Yuri's own delusions are getting the better of him. He's calling Lloyd by the pet name he imagined Yor had for him. So even as Lloyd kind of lies to Yuri, you know, I don't want to say it's a total lie because I like to believe that he's being truthful here. Even Yor's getting embarrassed by this whole thing. You know, it seems like being very literal-minded runs in the Briar family. Of course, Yuri's suspicions are somewhat validated in that they've supposedly been married for a year, but they sort of pull away when they touch hands accidentally. Yeah, that's kind of a common romance trope that you, you shrink away from each other's touch, but it's normally not at stakes like this, where having your sham of a relationship discovered gets you in trouble with the secret police. So Yuri decides to go for the kill. You know, if you want to prove you're really married, you have to kiss. And that's perhaps the most childish thing I could potentially come up with in a situation like this. Because, you know, that's really not a big deal, and Yuri's just being childish at this point. But considering they're not a real couple and they've never kissed, you know, this is a big deal. The anime is really stretching this out. Like, the dramatic slow motion and everything really lends it a weight that I don't feel it totally deserves.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.